0: Morning. Good to see you. Nice shirt. <laughs> Joe and I are just so planned and organized that we think about these things. That's why. I've got 3 shirts actually, so well, it's great to see you this morning and uh, welcome. We're kind of doing a soft launch on our on this teaching series where we're going to teach through the entirety of Scripture. And we're really, really looking forward to it and hope that you'll join us uh, as much as you can. I want you to imagine for a second it's maybe Sunday night of the long weekend and you're going to the bookstore to grab something to read because you've got no plans for tomorrow and you can't wait but to lay in the hammock and read a good book. So you go into the bookstore and you're kind of looking around the display and there's some books that you see that you've read before. There's some books that you see that you have no interest in whatsoever and then you come across this book and it's got your picture on the front cover and the title says your life story would you buy it if it was about you i'd buy it i could read it and i could know everything about you could you imagine having a book that actually detailed out the entire story of your life if you had a copy of your own story, no doubt there would be sections that were dog-eared and you had bookmarks in it because you love to read it. You like to go back and revisit certain chapters in your life, certain seasons of your life, certain events of your life that were high-water marks for you that were just fantastic, and you would just love reading those. If it's like my life, there'd be long stretches that were just completely boring and you'd skip over. And then there would be those sections or maybe chapters that you would never want to revisit again. You just be kind of skip right over them, and maybe when no one was looking, you tear them out and throw them in the garbage. Well, whether it gets published or not, you are telling a story with your life. You're telling a story with your life. It has a beginning. There's themes. There's drama. There's major characters, minor characters, tension, conflict, excitement, and your story will have an ending. In fact, when you die, someone will get up at a funeral and give a book report on the story of your life. It's called a eulogy. And you will have no control over what they say about you. They're going to, for five minutes, sum up your life. And they're going to tell the story of your life. When you and I surrender to Christ, one of the things that we do is we turn over the pen or the keyboard to him and allow him to become the author of the story of our life. We are surrendering It's an incredible act of trust because essentially you're saying to God, you can write a better story with my life than I can. You can work out some of these things in my life that I've never been able to figure out. You can give meaning to my life in ways that I've never been able to experience before. And as we enter into this campaign of reading through the scriptures from beginning to end, kind of chronologically, one of the things that I'm going to be hoping happens for you is you start to catch a vision for what would happen with your life if you turned it over fully to Christ and allowed him to be the author of everything, for him to be in control of everything. When you started to imagine the story that God wants to write with your life, by looking at how he's written the lives and worked in the lives of people for over the last 2,000 years, So starting this week, I'm going to invite you to join us on a campaign to kind of read through the scriptures uh, from beginning to end. How many of you have ever read through the Bible from beginning to end? Okay. For, For many of you, this is going to be the first time that you've ever done this. It's going to be fantastic. I'm really, really looking forward to it. We've got Bibles and a reading plan in the foyer. There's just piles of them there. Pick one up, stick a reading plan in, and take it on home. You can read it if you like reading. If you're, a re- if you're not a reader, you hate reading, I've got good news for you. I want you to go home today and download on your phone or on your computer the UVersion Bible app. Y-O-U version, Y-O-U version. You can download it, you can pick your favorite translation, and you can listen to it. You don't even have to read. You can plug it in when you're driving on the way to work in the morning. You can listen to it. If you're exercising, you can listen to it. If you just kind of want to listen to it, just kind of sit at the table and do that together as a family, you can listen to it. You don't have to read if you're not a reader. But here's what I would suggest to you pick a time and pick a place to do your daily readings. Don't leave it to happenstance. Don't just kind of hope that you find time. Don't just hope that there's going to be a quiet place. Plan it out. Pick a chair. Picture, get some good coffee or tea or whatever it is that you drink to, and you just take some time and pick it and schedule it in every day and work um, out a plan to have a plan so that you can do that. Now heads up, because I started mine two weeks ago and this has already happened. There's going to be days that you don't feel like reading. I've had two already. There's days you just think, oh, I don't want to do this. It's too much reading. It's too long. I'm maybe not in the most exciting passage or not my favorite part of the Bible, but I want you to do this. On the days when you don't feel like reading, read something anyways. Maybe it's a chapter. If the re- For that day you've got to read five chapters, just read one chapter. Or read a paragraph. Or read a verse. Read something on the days that you don't feel like it. For some of you who are like uber keen, you're going to have a notebook, you're going to have like highlighters and colored pencils and you're going to be taking notes and underlining things and sharing things and asking questions or writing questions down in the margin of your notebook, I encourage you to do that. For those of you that love that kind of stuff, go for it. Fill a whole notebook filled. Others of you are social media people. Share what you're reading. If there's a verse that you love, Share it. If there's a verse that you've got a question about, ask somebody. If you're into a section that's difficult, find maybe some resources. Email me, and we'll help you get some resources or some commentary that can help you maybe work out some of the complications in a passage. We want to walk with you as you go through this. Now, I'm both excited and a little bit nervous as we do this. Let me tell you why I'm nervous. Two things. First, I'm a little bit nervous because we're not going to be able to touch on everything on Sunday morning. So, you're going to do readings this week. Next Sunday, I'm going to come and we're going to kick off the series and I'm going to teach through the readings that you read. Repeat for the next 31 weeks. Okay? So we're going to go on a rhythm like that. But on Sunday, you're going to come and you're going to have read something and be like, oh, I can't wait till he explains that or he tries to make sense of that because that doesn't make sense at all. Good luck on that one. And you're going to be expecting me to teach on every little thing that was encompassed in the readings. Now, we can do that. But you're going to have to bring a lunch and a supper. Okay? And maybe a sleeping bag. So we won't be able to get to touch on anything. If there's some things that you think, oh, I want to have a conversation with somebody about that, please reach out to me or somebody else will direct you to someone whom you can have a conversation with. My other fear is this, guilt. My fear is guilt. Whenever we do these kind of challenges, and this is a significant challenge, I'm not going to water it down, it inevitably creates guilt because you're going to start out all fired up on day one and you're gonna start reading day two, day three, you're gonna make the first week no problem, second week you're gonna crush it, third week losing a little bit, by the fourth week you're gonna lose steam, something happened at work, things got busy, something happened at home and you didn't do any readings for like four days and now you look at your allotment for today, you've got to read like for six hours or something and you start being fearful and then you start to feel guilty. Not only that you see someone else on Facebook posted that they're ahead in their readings And not only that, that every verse has spoken to them and the Lord has just moved in their life 10 times and it's just been the greatest thing ever. So now you're not only feeling unspiritual, you're also feeling, or not only feeling guilty, but you're feeling unspiritual, okay? This is not the purpose of this exercise. This is not the purpose of this. So I'm going to ask you to raise your right hand, put your left hand over your heart, repeat after me. This is on all play, folks. Repeat after me, I promise to do my best, to read as much as I can, and if I fall behind, if I skip Leviticus, I promise not to feel guilty and not to feel unspiritual and to dislike anyone who's done all the readings. Okay. So no guilt. But I'm excited about this. We've got 100 Bibles in the foyer. And for some of you, um, maybe new to faith or maybe your faith has been dry recently and you haven't read for a long time, this is going to be the beginning of a season in your life where God speaks to you in new ways again and God becomes real and powerful in your life again because you're exposing and opening your heart to to his word and that's what's going to happen. I was talking to a couple the other day who, just, uh, who got married and said, this is going to be part of our daily devotionals. We're going to like, not read the entire readings together, but we're going to pick some selections and we're going to do it together. I was talking to a family who's going to make this as part of their suppertime routine. We've got over 80% of our life groups are going to be walking through this plan. We're going to be talking about things on Sunday. They're going to be meeting in the week to kind of continue the conversation. Uh, young adult group, our primetime ministry, they're all kind of joining in for this. And here's kind of what I hope happens. I hope you don't feel guilty, but I hope that you experience FOMO. Do you know what FOMO is? Fear of missing out. FOMO is an acronym for fear of missing out. My family is plagued with FOMO, the Nylon family. When we get together, we never go to bed and we kind of we stay up till half the night and we get up really early because we're all afraid that while we were sleeping we'd miss something that happened that everybody else was doing. So we suffer. I'm hoping that there's an outbreak of spiritual FOMO in our church as people start to read the scriptures. And here's what I mean. We want you to be reading the Bible so that you won't miss out on what God has for you. Missing out on understanding who the person of Christ is, what he is like, the direction, the guidance, the discipline and the challenge that he wants to offer to each and every one of us. When we don't read, we miss out on all of that stuff. When we choose to not read our scriptures, we choose not to hear God speak into our life. And inevitably, it means that we miss out on something that he has for us. God's not going to drop stones on you because you don't read your Bible. What's going to happen if you don't read your Bible is that you're going to stumble more than you need. You're going to carry burdens that you don't need to carry. You're going to live in sin longer than you should and allow the implications and the consequences of that sin to continue to wreak havoc on your life. You're going to carry unforgiveness. You're going to carry anger. You're going to carry resentment longer than you need to. In short, you're going to be missing out on the life that Christ has for you because you don't read. So we want you to read not so that you can not feel guilty, but so that you can experience the fullness of Christ as you come to get to know him. And that's the point of this exercise. Let me say this. You might not agree with me initially, but think about it. Reading the Bible is not the point. Reading the Bible is not the point. We've all know people who know the Bible, and they're jerks. Reading the Bible is not the point. We read the Bible so that we can get to know Christ and to better experience the life that is outlined for us in the scriptures when we put it into practice and when we obey it. I will always challenge you to read the Bible, always, always, always. But the act of reading is a means to an end. And for you, for each of you, my hope is that you come to know Christ better, that you hear his voice more clearly, that you experience the life that he has for each one of us more fully. It's like if you go hiking today and you have a map with you because you're going somewhere you've never been before, you get out the map, you study it, you research it, you get a lay of the land, you figure it out, you take it with you at each point, you've got it with you, it's guiding you, it's directing you, and then when you get to the mountaintop and you look over at the vista, the point is not the map. The point is the view, the point is the moment, it's the creation, it's the experience in that time. And in the same way as you read your Bibles each day, the point is not just to get to know the Bible more. The point is that you would start to experience the life of Christ more fully as you get to know him. That's the point. Let me share with you just two quick verses. We're going to throw them up on the screen for us here this morning. I love these verses. You'll appreciate that this is in the Canadian International Version. It's got a snow reference in it here. Um Isaiah 55, 10 and 11. You can, you can just listen to them. As the rain and the snow come down from the heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seeds for the sower and bread for the eater. Listen to this. So is my word that goes out from my mouth, it will not return empty. As my word goes out from my mouth, it will not return empty. My hope and prayer for each of us, as you enter this challenge and start reading, is you would come in contact with God's word that it would not return empty. It would accomplish what God wants it to accomplish in your life. He paints this picture, and maybe you can picture like grade six science class. You remember the diagram? There's a cloud, there's rain falling, it waters the earth, it evaporates, it goes up and forms more clouds. Remember that diagram in science? Isaiah is kind of painting this picture of these God's people who were parched, spiritually needy. And he envisions God speaking to them through his word and their lives flourishing and coming back to life. He envisions people who are lost being found again. He envisions people who are burdened being set free. And it's my hope for each of us as you engage in this practice of reading scripture again, that God's word would go out from his mouth and it would not return empty that you would continue to bump into stories as you read through the scriptures, or people who are like you, or people that you can relate to, who struggled with God, who were disobedient at times, who had difficult seasons, and yet God continued to meet them anyways. And he continued to be at work in their life. Maybe it was an individual who was lost and God reached out to them. Maybe it was a family and God calls them forward. Maybe it was a whole nation. Maybe it was a person that no one would expect that God would ever reach out to and use, and he does. And you start to catch a vision for how God might work in your own life and how God might write a story with your life. And so this is why we read together. So that we might start to envision what God wants to do in us and through us. So my altar call for you this morning is really simple. I want you to pick up a reading sheet. They're available online as well. I want you to decide when and where you're going to do your reading And I want you to get started. If you miss a day, that's okay. Skip it. Keep going. If you fall behind, that's okay. Jump ahead. If you get discouraged and need help, give us a holler. We want to walk with you through this. Don't think of this as homework. Imagine that you are sitting down and allowing God's word to come out from his mouth. Speak into your life. And it's not going to return empty. It's going to accomplish what he wants it to accomplish in each of our lives. I'm so excited about this. I can't imagine what God is going to do over the next number of weeks in us and through us as we continue to wrestle with his word in us. Let's pray. God, we give you thanks today that you long to speak to us. you have gone to such great lengths to preserve the scriptures for us, and as we enter into this challenge together, we simply ask that our hearts would be open. God, we know that for some people here, they've read so much, they've experienced so many passages, I pray that it would come alive and fresh to them. For those who are brand new to this and are terrified or feel intimidated about reading the Bible, God, I pray that you would just give them a peace of mind and that you would just speak to them as they open those pages. But for all of us, we want to get to know you better. We want to have clarity on who you are and your call in our lives. And God, we want to surrender ourselves more fully and completely to you, that you might write your story in each of our hearts. We give you thanks for this in Christ's name. Amen.